what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to Hustle Separately. We're a weekly podcast dedicated to all of you awesome people out there that are, you know, your creatives, entrepreneurs, hustlers, CEOs, artists, uh, non-status quo people, people really just, you know, outside of the normal societal way of doing things and wanting to really just carve your own path. All of you guys are welcome here. We totally get you. You're very accepted here. You're not alone. I, myself, other people that come on the, the, the podcast, the guests, we all get you. We're all the same way. We don't believe in, in conforming, but carving out, you know, what really makes the most sense to our soul and why we're here. And that was always a very big passion of this podcast um, because, you know, as, as well, maybe some of the newer listeners may not know, but I used to always say like, we, we're not here to glamorize or glorify in success because it's a very arbitrary thing. Success is different for each person. And really there's no end date to anything. There's just this constant evolution of ourselves and our journey and our pursuit of our truth. That's really what we're here to do is just be into our thing, whatever that is, or several things throughout our lifetime. And I just want to take a, a small time out to thank everybody for tuning in the podcast for as long as you guys have these last several years. And for all my new listeners, I've been thanking a lot of you guys here for all the new ones that have been coming in. Uh, truly, truly appreciate you know having you be a part of this whole journey. Uh, and if you don't know me, I'm Matt Gottesman. I founded the podcast several years ago. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Matt Gottesman, M-A-T-T-G-O-T-T-E-S-M-A-N, at HDF Magazine if you want to get in the conversation on the the, the intersection of creativity and culture and entrepreneurship uh, at hustle sold separately you guys know i answer each and every single dm text response reply you name it whenever you guys hit me up if i can come across it i'm on it to the best that i can and all your ratings and reviews mean a lot it, it truly means a lot to me so i just want to take the time and thank you guys and i got another amazing guest today who um I, you know we were just uh talking last week and i, I was saying how i came across his music uh, probably about a month back. And then I started listening to a couple of his albums and he's an independent hip hop artist named Mert Sun, Sean Falls, AKA Mert Sun. And, uh, I just, I really dug what I was hearing in his choice of work, like in his lyrics and the beats and just, it was really, um, it was very captivating to me because you could tell somebody went through something um, and it was very soul driven. And you guys know how I feel about that. And of course, in, about art and ownership and, you know, making our way, and especially when it comes to the, the creative arts, right? And so I hit him up and I said, listen, I, you know, I'd love for you to be on the podcast, man. You know, I, I have people at all phases of their journey and, and we connected since then. And, you know, today we're going to talk about how, you know, how to brand and market yourself as that creative, right? As that, and, I, and, and even though we're talking about art and in, in, in Mert's case, music, we're really talking about as a creative, like, because I firmly believe a, that's the um, the universal alignment we're moving more into in a higher conscious state where we're all tapping more into our our um, our skills and our gifts and our creative side and our innovation. Um, and B, how are we owning that moving forward and making sure that we also, uh, you know, have uh, you know outlets and and that we you know we're nurturing it the right way. 
And so I'm going to queue up his, his bio because you guys got to hear a little bit. But he's going to also tell us a little bit more about his background because when I, when I went over his background, I was like, man, this, this dude's like he's really in his growth. And I know that that takes a very big discipline. It's not always easy to make such a, a huge swing or a huge shift. Um, I've gone through it. I'm still always working through it. <laughs> so I definitely get, uh, get his, his path. But, you know, as I mentioned, his name is Mert's son. Uh, Sean Falls. Mert's son, he's an independent hip-hop artist born and raised in the heart of Charlotte, North Carolina, which is, some of you may or may not know, depending on some of our last conversations with other music artists, it's one of the the areas I actually like some of the best hip-hop music I thought ever came out of there, but that's just my opinion. Um, and uh, his story paints the perfect picture of you know, that the caterpillar transformed into the butterfly type of uh, analogy, right? Like he lost his mother, he lost his brother. In 2015, it just drove him into depression and eventually ended up saving his life and being the fuel to expand now on, on this vision. And by taking the time to understand his own trauma, which you guys know how I feel because I explain this all the time that we have to understand who we are and, and how to heal ourselves. He healed himself through music and, and he really aimed to heal humanity with it as well. So it wasn't just about him. He was taking it to a whole other level. And um, you know, he, he said that we can't heal without being completely honest with ourselves and facing the parts of ourselves that we tend to run from on a daily. And that hit me very, very hard because it's true. Honesty with ourselves will pretty much solve a lot of other areas in our lives if we just take the time to do it. Um, good feelings or bad feelings, expect to be in them when you listen to his music. And uh, Mert's, uh, Mert's son released his debut album, Thanks for Asking, February 2019. It's awesome, by the way. Please go on to uh, Apple or Spotify and check it out. Uh, and it inspired, it was inspired by his depression he went through and how he overcame it. And then his second album about Dale released October, 2019, focused on understanding and breaking own his own generational curses. So you guys want to stay tuned for that one. And then, uh, his third album, divine intervention, which was just released in August of this year, it, 2020 is some of the, his most vulnerable and introspective work yet. The album is based around a series of psychedelic experiences focused on finding the confidence and the light within to go, uh, live out our purpose. Um, Ertz's son writes and engineers all of his own music to make sure he keeps it as raw and relatable as the actual experiences. He's released several singles as well, and each release is available on all digital media outlets. And I truly appreciate his whole, when we were talking, his whole uh, ideologies of, you know, I'll engineer, I'll write, I'll market, I'll learn the platforms, I'll learn, um, you know, how to connect with other artists, I'll learn how to connect with my fans, I'll learn the publishing. Do, do you understand the reason why this is so important, which piggybacks off of last week's podcast about ownership, is because nobody, we all don't know these things, but we want to make sure we respect our art or our talent or whatever it is that we would like to do. So we take the time to learn these things. So as we grow, we can eventually get to a place where we have others help us, but at least we know how to ask for help because we're so familiar with all of these areas and we don't let them be our excuses, but they let, we let them be our catalyst. And this is exactly what I want to talk about. So Mertz, thank you for being on, on the, on the show, man. I really appreciate you being here. Man, thank you, bro. That was a hell of an intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserve it, brother. You really do, and I, I really appreciate you, man. And uh, um, when we we spoke last week on the phone, I was like, "This is a, this is like a cool story. This is you know, and it's very from, much from your heart and your soul." So, I, like I told you before, I always say the first question is always the same. Like, tell everybody how we got here, because I know I gave the highlights, but I wanted to hear. I want them to hear from you, like the shifts that you went through and, and how, you know, and when the music started and then when it almost stopped and then when it really went full throttle. Yeah. And, um, oh, man, I told you to go back to consistently when I first started realizing music, what I want to do is like 2011, uh, 2011, 2012. Um, 
I was out doing shows in the city uh, with my homeboy, um, OG Bay Harris. Um, Y'all look him up when you get the chance. Um, me and him was out here heavy doing shows, just artists. Just That's all we knew about it was uh, the art side of things, just going in, recording, and thinking that's all that's supposed to come from it. Um, but when we get out here doing these shows, um, it was a struggle to find the shows. We would get them and we would be blessed when we came across them. We were using platforms like Reverb, getting into all these different conference, uh, conferences that were coming into the city, traveling hours just to go drive to do shows. Um, but it was pretty much like them, uh, you paid to get in and do those contest type shows. Um, we were always paying. And um, I always felt uncomfortable about that, um, just paying to play. Um, but then we came across a manager. This was like our first big thing uh, that we had to do, like to sign. Like, it was first time signing any type of contract. It wasn't a record deal or a label or anything, but it was a contract. This guy was to find our shows for us and we would pay him to do that. Um, so we were paying him for these shows and bro wanted a big percentage and I was paying it for a while. But back in the day, I was kind of more of a hothead, man, before I started like diving into myself spiritually. I was just quick to speak my mind. And I'm, I had to tell him like, bro, this shit is not like, this ain't it. Like, uh, like paying to do these shows and it just didn't feel right. And then when we do the shows, nothing would come from them. Like we got a little bread every now and then where we would sell the CDs and um, sell our merch then, but that's all that was coming from it. And it was, we wouldn't even see those people again. I hear those people are, even know what they got from that experience besides the hype of that night. Um, so what grew from there, then life happened. Um, we were doing that for like two years. Uh, we left uh, that, cat, that cat alone and we were just kind of making music, just finding shows on our own. And his wife hit him up and she was like, I know y'all making a little money, but I need you at home. And when he left, cause we were a group at the time. When he left, I was on my own. Um, trying to find my identity again. Um, but we knew then we had already before I we, we became I came to the solo split. We did the split. Before then we agreed that we would do a record label, uh Remount Classics. Um that's the label that uh, um we're building now. Um we knew that we would do that because we had to do it our way. We had to do things our way. We can't do the contracts, we can't be out here paying and sacrificing ourselves and nothing is coming from it. Um but that was the early growth before um, I had went into a depression um, in 2015. I had lost my mom and my brother. You mentioned that in the bio. Mm -hmm. um, I lost my mother and my brother. And me and my sister had a falling out after that. And that pretty much left me like, man, I really had to like start from scratch from everything. Cause my mom and my brother and my sister, that's like my whole damn immediate family. And I had lost my pops uh, when I was a year old. So it's like, I was kind of like, man, that alone status, it's kind of like somebody breaking you into a thousand pieces and you got to pick them back up yep. to, 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 to find yourself again. So, um, man, I was listening to different artists. I told you I mentioned um, Odyssey, yep. Anti Lily, um, who else I was listening to at the time, just to a lot of Kendrick um, at the time, just listening to these other people's stories um, and their motivation, using their stories and their uh, affirmations and their inspiration to help me feel better and to bring me up at a time. Um, but I got to the point where I was, I had been away from music for a while. I had knee surgery. I had a daughter. Um, just life itself had kept me away from the music, man. I always went to it to, to heal and 
to write, but I couldn't jump into it consistently because I was out here. I was out here in the street with these women and everything too. That was a part of my depression too, because when you in depression, you gotta face yourself to heal. And that was part of the stuff I didn't like. Uh, me out here in the streets, I was lying all the time. I was always doing some shit that I didn't have no business doing. I was just really out here and that depression set me down and I had to really figure out what the hell I was about to do and how I was gonna go forward then. So we get to 2017 now. Um, I wrote a few songs during this depression. Like I told you again, like I'm writing my own affirmations. I'm writing my own hurt, um, where I wanna be, um, how I want my finances to be, what type of man I wanna be, just all of these things that I seen in myself that I always wanted to be. So um, my first album, that's what Thanks For Asking came from. Um, it was about my depression and how I had to talk myself through it every day. Um, it was a constant battle with myself, pulling myself up to out of that dark place to, to get to where I wanted to be. And um, I always tell people that isolation time is just really important. I ain't talked to none of my homies during the time, none of my friends. I was homeless. Um, I was like taking showers at my part-time job. It was like dark. So I was like, at that time, I was like, I really had to, to flip shit to, to become, you know, a better person. And me being a better person drove me into the music heavily. Cause when I finished, thanks for asking, I had been inconsistent. I hadn't been consistent with anything my entire life. I had never completed anything. Um, I was just like, man, like when I finished the album, I just felt like I was on top of the world. And I had told my homeboy, cause he had been, he hadn't touched music in like five years himself. And I told him, I said, when I finished this album, OG, I was like, I'm not, I'm not turning back. Like that, that's, that's it. And I was like, I never completed anything. I like this right here has been like my biggest accomplishment yet. Just finishing that album. I had did all the engineering myself. I had always been um, into engineering from back in the day. It was horrible back in the day when I listened back on it now, but, <laughs> but now it's, it's beautiful when I listen to it. The, the first album, just me doing everything on my own, realizing that I had to be the one to pull myself out of that depression. I had to be the one to get myself right. I gotta be the one to go out here and find myself and figure out what my purpose is. And I didn't realize my purpose. I dropped, thanks for asking, February, 2019. And it was like a little bit springtime after that. I was got a DM from a cat who was talking about, uh, he was talking about killing himself mm. in his um in his message when he wrote me. And he was telling me how my music was pulling him out of this, this hole and this dark place when he was listening to it. And I'm like, damn. Yep. Yep. Like I was like, okay, like you you got something. Like. I think this is it. So ever since that moment, I've been constantly trying to find myself and improve myself. Cause every time that I do that to me, like it, it trickles down to everything else. My music, uh, my wife, my kids, this how I am and everything else. It just it just blossoms when I, I figure out how to to manifest those things from within. So um the first album was beautiful. We had a bunch of shows. We we got back out on the shows. We started out in the open mics. It was kind of like we were starting from scratch again because him, we weren't a group anymore. We were separate artists. But that's when I realized also as well, like my purpose is I motivate other people because me showing him that I was serious about what's going on, 
he's like, okay, damn, let me pick the mic back up myself too. And man, the journey took off from there. We hit the open mics at first and then we fell in love with performing and um, started getting a few shows on our own. And it was really beautiful, you know? So um, it, then that brought me to my second album in October. Cause during this time after my depression, I'm still thinking about, oh man, I know I'm just talking, man. So like- <laughs> No, I love all of it. I go over, I'm, taking, know I'm, even, I'm even taking some notes on some of the things that you're saying, but uh, I'll, I'll keep going. And then it, as we get, once we get to the present, sta present day, I, I want to okay. chime in for sure. Okay, cool. So um, that brought me to my second album because after the first album, now I've healed myself from depression, but now I have to figure out a path, like where I'm going to go now. Um, I knew I wanted to do the music, but I didn't want to just be like a creator when I was back in the day, just out here making music just to be doing it. Now I have to figure out what are we going to do with this record label? Remount Classics, how are we about to build it? Um, where are we finna go from here? And I learned all that by being within myself. So About Dale was my second album. I dropped that in October um, 2019. That whole album was came from breaking generational curses. I lost my mom. Um, she was 66 and my brother, he was 46 when he passed. They both passed from congestive heart failure. Um, they both were dealing with weight problems. Um, just, you know, not the best eaters, pork. Um, they just they just ate, man, and habits that's been killing us for years. It's the way we eat and the way we live. Um, it's nothing wrong with anybody who work a nine to five. Like that shit is not for me. And I realized that watching my family, like, break themselves down for years like going to work watch my mama working two and three jobs my brother working in the warehouse but they were really tore themselves down and um the way society look at us it's the way they think just all these things were lingering in my head about how i have to break these generational things in order for me to improve mm. so my second album was dedicated to my brother because he was only 46 yeah. when he passed and i'm like man that's young like he still had so much life into him to give you know what i'm saying and i'm like you know i don't want to be that guy i don't want to you know i don't want to die that young i got babies they need to know how to eat right how to take care of themselves um learning what their own freedom is you know not letting society or anything define what your freedom is like you have to determine that yourself and get free and me getting free was breaking those traumas that had killed my family and, you know, trying to grow from, you know, not having them. And um, my third album, and during this time, like my first two albums that I dropped, I had no idea what I was doing as far as uh, marketing or anything. It was just dropping the albums and, you know, putting it on social media and just, you know, hoping people listening. I was still performing. So, you know, I was reaching out to people and helping people, you know, with performing. I realized the people I was touching, you know, while on stage as well, um, that made me realize my purpose, you know, where I need to be, you know, this is it, you know, learn how to maneuver this, learn how to work this, how can you grow here? Cause this is it. You're helping other people understand themselves and their curses and how to grow. And Divine Intervention was my third album. Um, I just released that last August. Um, I had a friend introduce me to psychedelics and um, it was the most beautiful experience of my life. Um, but it helped me dive within on, now I'm out here living my dream and I'm making good music and 
now I need to find the confidence to go out here and push this to these people. I had to come up with a goal for myself. Like, what is your goal as an independent artist? My goal, the bottom line is, you know, of course, you know, build what I want to you know for generations to come. But the first thing is to get my music in front of many people as possible, touch as many people with people as possible. How can I do that? That's that's yeah. why that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's and a, that's why I'm grateful. Like, you know, I mean, and, uh, you know, I'm grateful to be here. But yeah, finding that confidence to go out here and do this, man. Me doing this is a step towards this interview. I'm grateful because this is out of my comfort zone. I'm usually the behind the scenes guy, right? Um, and this is beautiful to me. Just getting a chance to to grow and using a different platform to touch people. Like, as I appreciate it, man. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, it, it goes it goes both ways, and and you know, and here's the interesting thing is that um, there's a lot of things in that you were saying. I was taking a couple of notes, but uh, I'll start with the first one with what you're just saying about the confidence. It's interesting. I like behind the scenes, but at the same time, we're people of purpose. Like you and I, we we know why we're doing what we're doing, and it does require us to be public. And it's an mm-hmm. interesting thing to grow with our audiences because. I like to stay within the lane of my audience. So that way, whether it's 1,000, 150,000, and eventually millions, millions upon millions, it'll still feel like that bubble, that community, because like, because I don't know, there's still parts of me that I like the low key factor. Like I'm not doing, when you're doing it more of purpose, you're not really doing it for like, the rest yeah. of the world will be like, love me and give me and I need this and uh, like honor me. Look at me, everybody. It's more of like, nah, like I'm still kind of that low key behind the scenes, although, you know, hundreds of thousands now watching me. So it's a little bit different, <laughs> you know, but it, but it's but it feels like still our own little our community. And and um, there are a couple of things that you said in there that I thought were really interesting, by the way, a lot of things, actually. One that when you recognize like when you were going through depression and you were saying you're out in the streets and like with the women and like kind of, you know, I know what you mean in terms of like when I wasn't dealing with the things that were bothering me the most, I was numbing and I was using external factors and quick fixes in like life to kind of avoid dealing with the pain. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just, I just know that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't having the the honest conversation with myself that I need to start having. And I, I thought, and the other thing is I like that you were talking about that because I think a lot of people get there and think that they're alone, that nobody really goes to this, you know, the dark, space the the dark you know um all of that and it happens man it it's really real like i've done it and then even after we start building we can have moments on the journey of like on the foot on the good side of our journey like oof you know like where it feels a little lonely or or we can get dark because growth in itself has a lot of layers because there's also a lot of stripping away that's happening over time as we elevate um mm-hmm. And I also, you know, I like when you brought up, you said, how do I want to be my finances to be? What kind of man do I want to be? That's I went through this similar thing. And I, I when we start asking ourselves very appropriate questions, we start becoming less of a victim, you know, and more of a like a Take ownership. A, yeah, like you said. <laughs> yeah, ownership. Like I'm genuinely curious about who I am. How the hell did I get here and where the hell am I going? And right. Let me let me start understanding that narrative a little bit more, and it, there's a lot of freedom in that, but there's also a lot of like breaking down all the layers, right? And and so I, uh, and when you brought talked about like consistency and things like that, because like when we start being honest with ourselves, um, we start noticing where we are 
consistent where we're inconsistent. And a lot of times the transition is, oh shit, like I've been really inconsistent in a few different areas and consistency is huge. Like it's become like one of my primary values because it's like how we show up. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up too is when you brought up about people DMing you um, that they were suicidal or, or things like that. This is a very important thing for anybody listening, but I'd love to get your take on this. Um, I don't think that our audience knows how much they save us as much as we save them. Yeah. And what I'm, and I know you know what I mean by that, but like for anybody listening, meaning there are moments it's like turning on the microphone and you don't, you, you know, people like and follow your stuff, but you don't know the impact sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's like having the microphone on and being like, is this thing turned on? Like, you know, and talking out to the world and even though liking and following shows engagement and, you know, and even some comments on the wall, we don't yeah. know sometimes it's levels of impact and it's a, it can be a lonely journey, especially when you're in isolation and you don't know its impact until somebody, and I've had several, I, had, I once had a 16 year old that hit me so hard. It was like 15 or 16 year old. And he was, he was suicidal. Like he was like, I, I really, you know, he thought about really ending it. And, um, and he used a whole bunch of words. I just want to be respectful to him. But, um, and he was like, you don't understand like what you did for me. And I'm like, like, that shit really hit me. Like it hit me very hard. Cause you're like, I, I, I didn't, I was trying to save my own life right. by serving. And now you realize you're a part of impacting somebody else's life. Right. It's a journey. Yeah. And what is interesting about that is they think that I don't need any help, but in essence, they're saving me some of the time because I'm like, why am I like, you know, I mean, I, I know why I'm doing all this, but, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> this journey yeah, takes know, 10 okay. to 20 years. It's not like a, oh, I'll get it in three. You know, it's a 10 to 20 year journey. And so you, you could be in the middle of like year five, year seven, year eight, year nine, you know, and you're like, why am I doing this? What a day. And then, boom, a, a text like that comes in, a DM like that. And you're like, man. Yeah, that'll change your life. Like, it'll bring you to a whole different level. It, it reminds you of why you're doing this in the first place. Right. Like, it, it takes you right back to your purpose. And every time that happens, man, I just get back to it. And it's a real humble, a real appreciative, uh, grateful state. Like, you know, of just my talents and just, you know, of, of just that moment, of just that moment of realization of, of why you're doing it. Just real grateful. Like, you just, you thank them. Like you said, this they'll look at you like, why are you telling me thank you? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because you, <laughs> you just confirmed for me so many things, you know, by inboxing me, like, just thank you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, you know, it's funny because I, I thank them all the time in the DM and I put up the little, the prayer hands for, yeah. for thank you, you know, <laughs> and um, and they're like, why are you thanking me? You know, and, I, and I've said this on other podcasts, I even had, there's this um, one, one kid uh, overseas who was like, why are you taking the time to talk to me? Like, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm just nobody. And I was like, what are you talking about? You mm -hmm. know? And he's like, well, I mean, like, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're really big, you're this, you're that. And I was like, you don't, you don't get it. Like, I don't, this doesn't exist without you and the interaction. And like, you're taking a moment out of your day to tell me what my art or my content and my world is doing to your world. Who I mean, am I not to respect you back and say, thank you. Like, and you know, I appreciate you. And I'm from neighbor to neighbor, like, you know, um, yeah, like we're human beings helping each other along the way, you know? So you took the time out of your day to tell me how my art affected you. 
who would I be to not thank you and take the time right back and show you the very respect that you're giving me? You exactly. Know? So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. You know, and um, along the way, you know, you were telling me when we were talking on the phone the other day about how, you know, it's it's interesting because you're so but that inner work, you looking at, okay, like what kind of finances, what does my world look like? What kind of man do I want to be? How do I want to build generationally? That is a longer game mentality, which you know is the only thing I believe in um, mm-hmm. when it comes to, well, mostly everything. But, but you know, so um, <laughs> that's clearly going to influence the way you market, promote, and grow yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And so, sure. so I would love for you to expand on that because... It's very, and you and I, I think we talked about this. We're seeing it. I mean, the tweet storms from Kanye to like, I mean, artists going crazy on get me out of my contract. I, I want my ownership, you know, screw this. You know, I mean, like they're, they're going on a tear right now of wait a minute. You're like, yes, like I'm happy you're waking up about this, but you know, so, you know, what, like, so what does that look like? You know, for, for the person who really is like, you know, look, you're having some traction there. You know, I know you're still in the, the, the first or second or third, you know, in the earlier phases, but like you have traction. There's a lot going on, but like, how do how do you feel? I guess a how do you feel about when you're working on the inner work? How that's affecting your decision making with your art and growing it? And b, you know, how you think then differently about your approach um, in growing it, etc. So I'd love to. Know, I mean, I think they're kind of intertwined, but I'd love to get your take on all yeah, that. Yeah, they do. It all comes from um, just. I had to come to a point that none of this nothing happens overnight but right. i can't i can't put emphasis on how much clarity i got like from my depression like it's mm-hmm. it it taught me so much because i just remember i would get off work at like 5 p.m i do what i need to do with my kids and i go get like the biggest bottle of liquor and like the biggest biggest blunt and i would sit on my porch from like 9 p.m to about four in the morning. And I did that like every night, just thinking in my head, just on how to get out this space and how to grow. And then I was realizing, you know, this I'm not going to feel good every day. Everything is not going to happen mm-hmm. overnight. I have to keep in mind that this is going to take years and years and years to get where I want to go. Like um, I came up with a, a vision in my head of where I wanted the record label to be and where I wanted myself to be. I ain't just do 10 years. I always look like 50 years down the line, like on the success I see, like the bigger picture. I see the bigger picture in my head first. And that's what I work towards. Like um, I was listening to a couple of your interviews this week and I was listening. He had an investors on there, just different people who've been in the game for 20 and, and 30 years. And I'm like, and I'm sitting there like kind of like shaking my head in agreement with them because I already seen that in my head on how long it's going to take. So, but I still find myself in the struggle sometimes, like going through like streams. As an independent artist, you know, people tell you, you need all thousands and millions of streams. You got to have thousands of followers on, on IG. You got to have all of this. And I'm thinking in my head, like, it's not going to pop on overnight. And this does not make everything. If Instagram falls down tomorrow, if Spotify decides to shut down tomorrow, what the hell do you have left? And that's and, and that's how I had to look at things. Cause I have them days where it might be like a week straight, I'd be in this Spotify kick. 
where I'm like, okay, I need more streams. How I need to get more streams. And I realized that shit was taking too much energy out of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Constantly opening up uh, the little Spotify um, artist page, seeing how many streams I got or how many people done followed, how many people's listening. And it was taking me away from the bigger picture. I had to went to the same thing on um, on IG when uh, followers. I'm like, man, okay, I'm in growth stage now. Like people are starting to listen. Why why aren't these IG followers going up? And I get stuck on that, you know, just trying to grow those platforms. And um, I had to think about. I seen another post on your page the other day when we was talking about those first fifty followers first the the fifty thousand and the mm. fifty million. Like you know the the thing the number that comes after that. I said, I only want people around me that really mess with me. I want people here that really loves Merch Son, uh, that really loves my music, or that feels really connected to this journey. And if that's just 50 people right now, like I'm going to celebrate those 50 people yes. right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that came along with appreciation is uh, a bigger part of the journey, or appreciating where you are now and realizing how long. I have to go. I had to realize that I'm on a journey, that I'm not in it for the overnight success. I don't want to be signed to a, a big label that every brick that I lay for my foundation is going to take time to do. Um, and I have to take my time doing that. So when I focus on like what I what I went back to the, the earlier interview, when I said getting my music in front of much people as possible, like I only want if it gets in front of a thousand people and only stick to 700 people. I'm cool with that 700. I can build a foundation off that 700 because they're really here for me. How can I grow now to get another following of people who just mess with me or mess with Merch Son? So I'm constantly just focused on the long run. Um, but I have those times and those days and those weeks to where I'm doing too much research on YouTube or too much research and everybody is putting the emphasis on the quick fix, the... Right you know, the quick streams to get 50,000 followers now. And I was like, I don't need that shit. Like, I'm grateful for the two that I got here. You know, I welcome anyone who comes along. You know, that's beautiful, but I don't really, I don't really care about that. Like, long as I'm touching people along the whole way of this journey, I'm cool with my vision taking 30, 40 years to get there. As long as I'm enjoying the process, I'm appreciating every DM, um, every comment, um, every opportunity like this, just every part of the journey that I get, I'm appreciating that it is a piece of the foundation to to what's to come. And this is everything that's happening now is not, you know, the empire. It's it's just a piece. It's a it's it's the piece of the foundation that you're building. And I I, I just stick on that. Just pretty heavy, man. Like really heavy. I, um, I yeah. Would, no, I I think it's um it's vital what you said that I think that. I hope is a key takeaway for anybody listening. One, um, so I, I carry the same value in, I only want people who can relate and connect and grow it organically the right way. I feel like I'm one of the last to grow anything organically in this world at this <laughs> point. Sometimes, sometimes, but I mean, I know there's a lot of people on there that are, but you know, um, I do find it a responsibility of, having these kind of interviews having these kind of like talks one because it's already meant to be a like on a soul level like hey here's here's what's really going on and two it's like how i started is how i'm still doing it 
Um, mm-hmm. Consistency, meaning like I know exactly where you're at. And I also feel my responsibility of like, hey, your art is really good. Yeah. And what I always believe, like, I don't want to have to prove. My, and sometimes, by the way, there's been a few people where uh, they like, hey, tell me your numbers. Tell you this. Tell you that. Like all the stuff. And it's like, I don't really want to have to prove myself like, you know, but I get how your world works. I got you like whatever. But just listen to the show and then you tell me what you think, you know. Right. Um, but I always believe in good work is good work. And um, so in in looking, you know, hearing your work and being like, all right, you know, let's help each other. Let's help people. Let me help people. Like, that's what the platform is for. It's not like, you know, um, just to get those live streams and get this and get that. So, and I, so I agree with you And it. You know, I, I always found, I did the same thing growing. I still do, which is like, Oh, like, Hey, I, I appreciate what you're doing. Like, you know, I'd love to connect or like give you the platform and we can cross promote and, and help each other. Like, and cross promote meaning like, Hey, like your audience might like, like your show and, my audience yeah. might like your stuff and like it's just it's just naturally getting out of the ego's way and, and helping and i think that uh you know, like you said like when you get an opportunity and it's like if you're in front of a thousand people and only 700 take away but 700 here 50 there 40 there 60 there 280 there 360 there like people don't understand the compound effect of being in your craft and being in your work and your vibe and growing it that way and having a more um, community-like audience. Like everybody wants, you know, I want like tens of thousands. I'm like, no, you want numbers to validate you. I want, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of community members that are like, oh, you just came out with another episode. I got to hear this again, you know? Or, oh, like you're doing a concert. Where can we travel to? Mert's like, like Mert's son's performing here. Like, are you doing like within the, you know, a three state area that we all in this little, you know, because 50 people or 100 people or 200 people. That's a lot, man. I don't it think is. sometimes people realize that. Like, you know, you ever go to a wedding that's like there's like two, three hundred people there. I mean, I only knew a couple of times does that happen. But like but still, I'm like, there's a lot of people. I mean, imagine mm-hmm. if you're now putting on a concert for like, you know, 150, 200 people. And I know everybody was like, oh, I need the tens of thousands. Like, no, you need a stage. You don't need tens of thousands. You just want a stage and some good people who appreciate good music. You yes. only want the millions rock star status if you feel unfulfilled without it. And yeah. I thought it was really important that you said, like, I don't care if it takes 30 years because you want to enjoy the process of your work and connecting and doing it for the right reasons and the interviews. and the, the growth. Yeah. Like, just, just seeing it, like. And every time I take my mind off of numbers or I take my mind off of, yep. you know, how many people this or how many people that, like, it's just like something special happens. I notice another part of myself that I can build on or another part of the, the journey gets highlighted. And it's like, oh, damn, like, look what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and, and that's the beautiful part of it. You got to take time to realize, you know, where you come from. Cause like I told you before, I'd never been consistent at anything. So me being three albums in and having a small following means the world to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like this is, this is dope. Yeah. Like I'm cool. I, I feel you, you know, I mean on the HDF, you know, it's 130,000 organic. It's cool. And we have some good conversations over there. Honestly have a lot of fun on my at Matt Goddison with the 8,000 people there. Like, I'm just like, you know, cause like, I feel like it gets a little bit more intimate in a way. And it's like, Hey, anybody else feel like this, by the way, is this happening to anybody? Here's some things I'm noticing. Anybody else noticing it? You know, it's just, I don't know. It, it just allows you to like, 
you know, ground out. And, you know, by the way, and for any creatives and artists listening to us right now, I, I want you to put it in perspective that, like, if you were able to sell a thousand fan base, a thousand dollars worth of your goods this year, and that's merch, your tracks, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, a thousand people on a thousand dollars worth of, um, you know, merch or whatever to them in a year is a million dollars so before you all go out there and be like i need tens of millions of followers to be something to 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 make money off of my work it's like no actually you technically don't um you just have to have you know um just a really core group of people who really believe love and support what you're doing and that you're providing value to and they will happily support you right back and i also like the fact that you brought up about anytime we we remove the resistance to numbers or to anything like like to to forcing an energy somewhere mm-hmm. we grow we grow even faster that's like in anything in life the moment because like when we're you know like oh i gotta grow i gotta grow i got this or this and you're like, you know what i'm just gonna do what i do really well and it'll take care of itself and yeah. then what is ha- and it's like with anything it's like you know with a lot of things in our life when we remove the resistance the better the growth happens you know yeah you know so and then so with um so you're doing so you're doing the production, you're doing the engineering, you're doing the writing, you're doing the rapping. Um, let's talk about that for a minute because that's you know, um, yeah. What, what's that process been like in growing all that and investing in that? Because I think sometimes people also get stuck with the mentality of like, oh, I need this equipment and I can't do it, or oh, you know what? And once I have this, then I can do that. And I feel yeah. like you're just kind of building in at the same time, which is my belief as well, too. It's like just taking the time to build and then, oh, okay, now that I've got a little money from here, I think I'll now add this microphone and I think I'll yep. now add these boards. So what's, what's it like, A, did you learn all this on your own? And like, what, how did you just keep kind of putting yourself into the process at each step? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did learn it all on my own. I learned that, um, back when, uh, in the performing day, I told you we, back in the day we used to perform all over the, the music we would put out, man. And that I would mix. I, I felt like I, knew, I felt like I would knew what I was doing. When I go back and listen now, I'm like, man, what the hell were you doing? Like, <laughs> but, um, but the process, um, I taught myself everything because of, um, I had an incident with a guy. I had put so much money into his, um, studio. And um, all I needed was like a little quick couple of tracks recording. Um, you know, I just wanted him to help me record these three songs. He was good at making beats, you know, engineering, doing all those good things. And I went over there and asked, you know, just for a little help with the, uh, you know, to help me record. I didn't have my own equipment. This is before I got my own equipment. So, um, but I was putting money into his studio. So I'm thinking, you know, we got a good thing going. And, um, you know, I went to get help and he, I ain't get it. And, you know, I don't never take anything personally. I did at that time. I don't anymore. But, you know, but at that time I was like, damn, like, okay. Like, cool. All right. Well, you know, I ain't making no big deal. You know, it kind of was kind of like a little split a little bit. And I went and got my own equipment. I uh, had a little raggedy mic and I had this old computer, man. It was like early 90s. I forget what kind it was. The big block computers. I stayed on that computer until about 2016 too, man. Like, but, um, it's like a window, one of the big blocky windows. Um, but I was working on that computer. I was taught myself how to record, um, how to start producing. I learned the terminology um, and learned everything. Terminology was big for me back in the day. Uh, I was just a big reader and knowing the terms would help me with, with engineering and recording. 
So um, I never really, I never any had any like big upgrades to my equipment. I just wanted to upgrade my skill and my knowledge because I felt like if I can do that, then I can work with what I already have. And um, I did. So, um, but that was, that situation is what provoked me to start doing everything on my own. Um, I wanted to do everything. I had to be the one that do it. That way I don't have to wait on anybody. Um, it, it just happened how I wanted to it sound, how I wanted it to sound um, and everything. And that happened big with Thanks For Asking. That was the first album that I really engineered and I just did everything on it and, and it felt so good because um, I taught myself everything by YouTube, hours of YouTube, um, hours of Googling things, um, experimenting, mm -hmm. trying different sounds. And um, I was listening to Pandora one day because we get in our head that as artists, and you know, you should know this, we get in our head that you gotta have this sound. It gotta sound like Dr. Dre or it gotta sound this clear. It gotta, it gotta sound, you know, studio. And I was like, man, my first album was done in my garage and I didn't spend hundreds of dollars and I didn't do all that. I did it all on my own just by doing it in my garage. I don't need these things. So I had to, that was something I had to break within myself that it has to sound like everyone else's music. It's supposed to sound how you want it to sound. And I learned that by listening to Pandora, Matthew, I was listening to it, right? And each song that came on was sounding different or sound like mm. Kendrick Lamar vocals. I knew as an engineer, like his albums, beautiful albums. I love all the Kendrick Lamar where he's one of my favorite artists. But when I listen to it, not nothing, anything is wrong with his engineering, but it's not how I would want my engineering to sound. It just sounds completely different. And when I was listening to Pandora, I would hear his song. Then I would hear a song from, I don't know, maybe an old Tupac song. Then I might hear a new track from Anderson Pop. This is when I was on him real big back in the day as well, where he before he hit the scene. And I was listening to their different sounds and everyone's music sounded different. It all didn't sound like it came from the studio. It all doesn't sound like it. they spent millions on equipment. Well, they probably did, but it all didn't sound like it. Like it's, the sound was just as crisp as mine was. And I had to get that, because I was stuck on that for so long that my music had to sound a certain way. And that helped with my confidence. This engineering helped with my confidence. I don't make too many beats. The producing part, um, I just been blessed along my journey to have people around me um, that's, that's, that believe in the vision and the dream as well. And they bless me with beats, man. And the only time I really purchase beats is if, cause I'm the type of artist, I, if it, it got to sound how I want it to sound. So if I can't find anyone that can make that sound for me, I got to go out and do a little bit of shopping to pull off. The, the vibe that I'm trying to pull off for a certain song or a project. Um, but the equipment, I didn't have to have a lot of, spend a lot of money on equipment. All I had to do was break that thing within myself that my music had to sound like the next person or my engineering has to sound like it comes from a million dollar studio or it had to sound this, this way. Um, it, I realized that it had to be just like me. I have to learn to do it me be the best version of myself and I wanted to be the engineer. So the best part of me being the engineer was learning how to break the fact that it didn't have to sound like anybody else's man. And I carry that on through all three albums. I got better with each album. Like um, I know any engineers that's listening like with compression, compression was very big for me on my first album. I listen back on it now and I realize I didn't get all my and my, you know, those sounds that I would like out of the first album. 
So how can I improve that on the second album? So I spent hours on YouTube, you know, figuring those small things out to the next piece. I didn't have to upgrade equipment, still working on a little interface um, by Personas and using Studio One. Um, I used a little Rode mic. I upgraded a mic this year because I was had to start fresh with the, when I got back, jumped back into it in 2019. But, you know, that was that was part of my journey when it came to the engineering and owning everything. I had to, it had to sound, it had to be me. It had to be me. I had artists who had people engineer their albums and it didn't even, they, they were unhappy with it because it didn't sound like them. The lyrics were there, but the sound of it and the feel of it didn't come off how they wanted to. So I had to have my experiences because I'm speaking about my traumas and everything that I go through. So I want people to feel it. Like I want people to feel what I feel because I want to, I want to help them. You know, the people, like you said, the people who listen to you, those are the people that you want to attract. Those are the people that you want to help the people who's in need of it. So it has to be come off crafted the right way. I hope I'm answering your questions. I feel like you I did. just kind of took off on no, that. One. No, like, <laughs> I thought I thought it was so well executed, and it, it makes sense, you know, when, from when we we're talking about introspection and personal development earlier, and and being spiritual, and then how that comes out even through the art. I think mm -hmm. you made some really, really uh, amazing points to everybody listening, um, because by by caring so much about the art and how it turns out and doing the work, several things happen. It takes you away from comparing yourself to others. It takes you away from not you, but people in general, like it takes you away from not starting. It takes you away from thinking you've got to be something or somewhere or have something to get going. Like it actually focuses you down into, let me see where I'm at and let me find ways to express myself using the mediums I've got access to. And I'll just be about how to use those mediums and and the fact that you're like and i i didn't know so i used youtube and then i listened to pandora and then i did this and i did that and I, people get in their heads for starting when everything is right in front of them mm -hmm. and that's a it's and it's an interesting thing but be, but again because you had already started going through your transformation and your internal you know um and doing the inner work it's interesting how it led to like all right i'm gonna now just i gotta be into the details to be able to execute what I'm feeling to make sure that it also comes out in a certain way um, while also like learning this stuff. Um, and yeah. I, you know what I mean? I, I just think it just, it takes us out of this mode of like, I think we got to be somewhere to start. And anytime I watch anybody that's like, yeah, but where do I begin? I'm like, there isn't really any perfect place to start. It's just a start. Mm -hmm. And, and then from there you're like, Oh, you know, no, you know what? The beat isn't exactly what I want how can I make that? Oh, I'll go to YouTube. I've, I've literally, I've had, you know, even in clients, it's so funny. They're like, how did you figure that out? I'm like, I Googled it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and I was like, keep in mind, you're paying tens of thousands of dollars, but, um, and I have no problem telling them that because I also, obviously I also know what to do with the information. I mean, 20 years deep, you're going <laughs> to, you know, but like I tell them all the time, I'm like, I Googled it. Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? What do you, so what you're saying is I'm like, what I'm saying is that the information you have access to all along, yeah. <laughs> now I might may, maybe be about months faster than you <laughs> or years because I'm pretty good, you know, in that particular thing. But <laughs> it's like there's not I when we don't know something, whether it's in our interpersonal self or our creative professional self, the sheer fact of wanting to search out an answer will mm -hmm. reveal itself to us, and then we work with what we got from there, and we continue to grow. And that's the magic in 
becoming who we are as a human being and the magic of our art or our, our business or whatever it is that we're, we're growing, you know, it is. It's easy to get trapped. It's easy to get trapped when you start digging in, you know, society's views or whatever field that you're in, um, art or entrepreneurship. When you start digging into where to get started is you always going to hear about someone else's perspective or their story first. And that may not always be your your way. It's, it's not for you. Yeah. Like you really have to search from within first to, to figure out what the hell exactly is it that you want. Uh, you know, and that's what you look for. That's what you search for. And it's, it's, it's there for you. <laughs> like you said, it's available the whole time <laughs> you, right there in front of you. You, you bring up such a, another great point too. It's like, cause like, like it's easy for one artist to go see another artist or, or person in, in their, anybody's field and be like, oh, like, look at them. They're, they're adoring. They're this or that. Look at all the, you know, everything that's happening. I'm like, but you're not them. So mm-hmm. I don't even think that it's, that's it, it, you're wanting that outcome because maybe there's some sort of a fulfillment issue back to what we were saying earlier like a validation or fulfillment or please the world love me like love who i am in this world like look i'm worthy and but every every single soul is on a completely different journey so like you can't even look like oh yeah there's travis scott or there's kendrick like i i gotta have what kendrick has like you can't your soul came in with the sole purpose of not being Kendrick Lamar, but being Mert's son. So it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so I, I, I dig that you, you know, you kind of stand really focused on like, Hey, this is, I got to be about my path. And in my path, I have to learn all these things and in learning all these things, that is who I am becoming. Right. You know what, uh, your newest album, divine intervention, which, you know, I, I love the title already. Uh, <laughs> of course. I mean, I think that's what we're, <laughs> what we're talking about here anyways, you know? Um, but I know you mentioned it back when we were first talking about it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, tell everybody since, you know, you just launched this in August. We're now we're in September going to October. Um, I, I'm going to be promoting the hell out of you. Cause I just, I, I love the lyrics, man. Uh, uh, that you you constantly come up with. Uh, I mean, you know, like I told you all the way going back to your first album, which is really where I discovered you. Um, talk about what the album really means. I know you were talking a little bit about like, um, you know, kind of the the plant medicine, and the psychedelics that kind of got you to go a little bit inner on some work and then other, you know, just in general, like what, it, what you think it means to you at the stage that you're at as well too. And, and anything else you want to share about the album since it just came out? Oh, most definitely. And uh, thank you too, man. I'm glad you love the music, bro. And, um, the divine intervention, it started, it's kind of like a pickup where about Dale left off. Um, I realized that my purpose is to, to break these generational curses within myself and for my family. But um, I felt like I lacked confidence to go out and do all these things that I wanted to do with owning my own business, with the music, with the record label, with being a father, being a husband, being everything. Like I've been hearing all my life, like, oh, you know, you dope at music. You're a dope rapper. Um, I used to hoop back in the day. Oh, you, you're a dope basketball player. Or nobody never told me that I couldn't do anything or nobody never told me that I sucked at something. But I always felt like this, this resistance within myself to really go out here and live it out like 100%. Even when I be performing sometimes, like I just be like, I don't know, just be like, more nervous than I should be, you know what I'm saying? And I was just really trying to figure out why. Why do I lack confidence to go out here and do these things? Why do I wake up in these bad moods? That's one of the songs that's on the album. Like, why do I have this constant, you know, feel of anxiety within myself every time I 
start working on my craft or I start doing something. And that that was why is because I I lacked that confidence and I had to figure out why. And um, it was because you know I just, just I have to break these things within myself that I've been taught, like um with my family. Um, I told you my brother and my my brother uh, my mother died in 2015. The things that took them away from here when they passed, I got blessed with two children. And I thought that was it was a sign to me. You like you lose two people that, that you know that means dearly to you. That that means everything to you just to gain two, you know. So you're not alone anymore. But now you must instill into them everything that you learned from your ancestors who just transitioned. And that trickle on down to to the music as well. I know how and I want how the vision looks. I know how it looks, and I'm working on it daily. And I see the progress. But I want to be, I want to feel good about my music and what I'm doing as good as everybody else that's been touched by it or, you know, people who believe in me. I wanted to believe in myself. And that's what Divine Intervention was about, believing in myself as a person, as an artist, as a father, as a husband, that I am the man to go out here to break these generational curses. I'm the man to go out here that can live this dream. I've dreamed it already. I, I look at it every day. Um, you you get proof that your music is good. You know, people love your music. You grow, you touch people, you've seen these things. There's no reason why you should be going out here, you know, not living out to your full potential. Everything that you, you want to be and that you want to do has been proven to you already. So, you know, go out and just do it. You know, trust yourself that you can do it. And that's what divine intervention is about. When I took those psychedelic trips, um, is really jumping in and finding the light within myself, the confidence, the, the, the ability to just believe in myself to go out here and accomplish these goals and accomplish these dreams that I have. And um, it was the most beautiful experiences to me, man. It's just in the songs on the album, I got a couple of the recordings that I did during those psychedelic trips as well, um, going within the album. And I just feel it was beautiful to help bridge the songs on there to show people that like, this is not an overnight thing. Everything that you want to be in your life or that you see in your head, it is not going to happen overnight. You just can't sit around and expect it to happen though. Like you you gotta get out here, you gotta grind on yourself. And when you start grinding on yourself, everything that you want and see will, will come from that. And you gotta be grateful when it do happens. Cause when I like, that's another thing I speak about on the album is when I came out of my depression, I never gave myself credit. I was doing everything when I came out of my depression. I was doing activism. I was doing music. Um, I was doing everything I could thinking that it all had to be done right now because now I can do it. And I'm not sad anymore. I'm not in this dark place anymore. So now let me go out here and conquer everything and let me do everything. And then when it doesn't happen, how I wanted it to happen at that time, you know, it would throw me back in a messed up spot. Like, you know, because I'm thinking that, you know, because I feel 100% now that I need to go out here and everything is supposed to happen. And, and it doesn't happen like that. Everything is a process. Everything is a day at a time. Every moment is different. You got to live through it all and you got to build that way. And that's how you grow your music. That's how you grow as a person. That's how you grow your platform. That's how you grow everything. Taking one day at a time and really focus on your growth. But you gotta take time to do it. 
And I did that and I just put it into a musical form and put it out there, <laughs> you know, for other people to attach hold to it as well. You know, take that time to yourself because everybody got a light inside them. I truly do believe that that's black, white, that's whatever color you are, whatever you're doing, whatever religion, everybody got something inside of them that can shine some type of light in this world. And you can tap into that if you just sit down and, you know, chill with yourself. And yeah, man, that's that's where it comes from, divine intervention. If, having all sit downs with myself. Yeah. If, if this were an album, that would be one hell of an outro. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna make sure you get this mp3 too you could use this and just put it on your album like you know as the outro or like the last track where you like you know the way like uh you know outcast right like during a quemini yeah. i would speak on the <laughs> album or something like that <laughs> oh man uh where that was it was beautifully well put and you can hear the growth in it um in your entire process and your being and when people ask me they're like how do you know how do you know about these people are these artists and i'm like listen to them i was like when yeah. people are really in their thing it's really not a matter of if it's just a matter of when so mm -hmm. i look forward to being a part of that journey uh, i'm already grateful to be a part of your journey as well man and and to have you a part of mine and where where can everybody find out about you uh you can find me on um instagram um uh, mertson m-y-r-t-s underscore s-o-n uh, you can follow the record label as well, Remount Classics. Um, you can find me on Facebook under Merch Sun. Um, I'm on all musical platforms, uh, streaming your music at Merch Sun, M-Y-R-T-S-S-O-N. Got three albums out, got some singles out. Um, got a lot of stuff coming up. Um, so y'all definitely contact me there. Uh, you can find me in those places. Website coming soon. All those things are coming really, really soon. So definitely, you know, come follow the journey. Let's, let's grow together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, nah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say, I'll, I'll be sure. I, like, I, I already started when we were talking and like on stories, just like telling people, like, go follow this man. Like, it's, it's good music too. That's just it. Like, you got, you got full. Like, you do remind me of a, a well, you remind me of Mert's son. But there's yeah. like, there's a couple <laughs> of artists, especially you know, out of North Carolina and just in general, that I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, like I, like I would easily equate to. But um, yeah. if I have anything to do about it, I'd love anybody in my community and the audience worldwide to like check out your music for sure. Cause it's, and to support it cause it's, it's good music. You know what I mean? So we we're just as much grateful. And, and I always tell my guests is it's a journey driven podcast. So all guests are welcome back on at any time. You know, you want to come yeah. back on three months, six months from now, a year from now, like everything's always changing. So you're, you're welcome back on anytime. And we could talk about, we could chop it up about anything else, anything else that's going on in, in, real time or just another subject of yours that you know another theme that really means something to you you know most definitely i appreciate you man i really am grateful for this opportunity man like really thank you yeah <laughs> absolutely bro i mean well again really well deserved i mean uh you know for everybody listening i i was i was listening to his music through uh like it was like a producer page it was some sort of a page where his song was on there and i shazammed it uh, I'm a freak with music. The moment I hear something, especially new, I shazammed it, found it on uh, Apple, instantly downloaded it. And I was like, oh, I like this guy's stuff. And then I was listening to it. And then I reached out to him through the DM. Now, 
I want you all to pay attention to that. That's all that you have to do. There's not like some, you know, I get it. If you're trying to reach out to like maybe Travis Scott or a Kardashian, which isn't really my style anyways, but like you're probably going to like be met with some resistance. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, but we're all in this digital world able to connect with each other, like and find your vibe, find your tribe and like, you know, just kind of like love on them and help them out and like y'all like do stuff together. I want everybody to like realize like, it's not, it's not as hard as y'all make it out to be when you're kind of more in doing something that means something to you. Um, mm. you know what I mean? So I appreciate it. So everybody, if you want, you can find Mertz, uh, Mertz on at Mertz, M Y R T S underscore S O N on Instagram, uh, Mertz on, on Facebook, go, uh, on Apple, Spotify, all major music platforms, go check it out. Uh, really good stuff. And, uh, I appreciate you brother. Thank you again for coming on the show, man. And thank you. Thank you, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> stay, stand to for one second, man. Hang on one second. Everybody okay. else, we appreciate you guys for, for tuning in. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews uh, constantly. It means a lot. Apparently, it means even more to Apple. So I'm, <laughs> I'm grateful that you guys leave those ratings and reviews. Uh, allows the mission to expand, most importantly. But either way, uh, thank you for guys for constantly tuning in. Uh, for myself, Matt Gossman. For my guest, Mert Sun. And for uh, The Hustle Separately, we are out.